This is Consortium Channel 5, Moonbase Reports and Broadcasts. Transmitted directly from the Rio Sao Paulo Enclave. Rio Sao Paulo, stronger than ever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is November 10th, 2098. The time is 2345. Temperatures are with an average for light phase. Six. Six weeks left. Six weeks and counting down. I'm taking a break to send this before we move the helium storage tanks back underground. Your message was fragmented and took some time to piece together, but the gist was received that the rocket has been delayed due to the same solar flares we warned of a week ago. We'll proceed to the backup plan for next week, November 17th. Ashwini has confirmed that, based on their analysis, the flares should be diminishing by that time. Helium-3 storage tanks will be at capacity. Please be sure to inform Ness's family of the delay. I did review your questions regarding last week. I'll answer only for myself. I did not witness any of the initial events personally. I was on my free shift inside the base assisting Ashwini. When the emergency alarm sounded, we ran for our suits and the airlock, but by the time we'd made it to the mining tubes, Wilder was ordering us back for safety's sake. Michelle felt the need to echo that order, as if we'd, as if there were any need for their presence at all. Why were they even... Everywhere they go, they're in the corner, observing. Not assisting, not participating, until something's already gone wrong. What do they add to this process? There's five extant crew members. What essential service do they provide? Four. Four crew members. Wilder ordered us back. I didn't even see anything. I thanked them for that after. That was my entire experience of the events until the uh, until Nessa was recovered. I don't believe anyone will be providing a full moment-by-moment report. Wilder has already supplied the details they were able and is currently recovering from injuries suffered during the event. Incident. Accident. What I can provide... The following was my contribution to the memorial we held on the surface two evenings ago. When I think of Nessa Chong, it's not as my friend, though they certainly were. Without their friendship, the moon would have been so much colder. I don't think of them as my colleague, though without them, particularly in recent weeks, the project would have fallen to pieces. Not even as the bright, enthusiast novice I met during our training cycle on Earth, though I was impressed by their brilliance and energy even then. I remember Nessa surrounded by growing things, not because that was their job. It was more of an extension of their personality. I remember Nessa as a growing thing, dug into the soil, arms spread like branches to embrace as much of life as they could possibly hold. I remember Nessa as life, green and vibrant, drinking deep and sending goodness through the air.
It's a known fact that all the energies in our bodies belong to the universe, originated in the stars, and returned there as we drift apart. I found a poem I wanted to read, written by Rainer Maria Rilke, but somehow direct from my heart. Do you still remember falling stars, how they leapt slantwise through the sky, like horses over suddenly held out hurdles of our wishes, did we have so many? For stars innumerable leapt everywhere, almost every gaze upward became wedded to the swift hazard of their play, and our heart felt like a single thing beneath that vast disintegration of their brilliance, and was whole as if it would survive them. Personal message to Alessandri. I didn't receive anything from you this week. It must have been sent, just technical difficulties. I'm sure an engineer will understand. I don't know how much anyone tells you, from the company or otherwise, but up here we suffered a great loss. Someone who made this a better place to be. The moon, the world, the universe. I wish you'd had the chance to know them. I wish they'd had the chance to know you. For you do just the same to my world. I love you so much. If they'll allow it, please visit the Chung family and tell them. Give them my thoughts. Moonbase Theta out. Thank you for listening to Moonbase Theta out. Lehman Kessler is Roger Bergato Fisher. The episode was written, edited, and produced by DJ Silvis. Theme music is star by the band Ramp. Check them out at ramp-music.net. Additional credits are in the show notes, and additional show information is on monkeymanproductions.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We use Twitter a lot. And if you want to be one of the super moon heroes who help us make the show possible, support us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. We give our backers a lot of extras and behind-the-scenes info, even special minisodes. And you always have our grateful thanks for listening, sharing the show with friends, joining our Discord to chat with us, all the ways you become a part of our Mooniverse community. Take care, and we'll be back soon. Consortium Channel 5 ends our broadcast day with a final message. Honor all curfews, listen to security, and keep watching the moon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in The Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. 
Because if the emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario, which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Arthur's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, the Valentine Heresy. Available now.